Now, Singapore Today with Lance Alexander and Daniel Martin. It's Tech Talk right here on CNA 938, and AI, artificial intelligence, is going to continue to be of vast importance in Singapore. You just heard from Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong in his Budget 2024 speech on February 16th, Friday, that Singapore is going to invest more than $1 billion over the next five years uh, for things like AI compute, talent, and industry development. In fact, some of that investment is going to go towards things like securing access to advanced chips for AI development and deployment. And that's really important. After all, there's a global shortage of AI chips. And it's also going to be working with leading companies, both locally and internationally, to set up the AI centers of excellence here in Singapore. In line with that, we want to focus here on Tech Talk on what it's going to be like for local organizations to navigate with maybe what could be seen as uncertainties in terms of employing, utilizing, and getting themselves AI ready, helping us figure out how we can do that. David Arecki is joining us. David is Director, Solution Consulting for the Asia, Pacific and Japan regions at Boomi. That's B-O-O-M-I. David, welcome to the show. Hi there. Hey, thank you very much for having me today. Let's start talking about this because I think a lot of Singaporean companies are going to start being incentivized to start picking up on their AI evolution and involvement. Let's talk about a clear AI vision, how that needs to be a starting point. This can't just be a jumping on, um, following the trend kind of thing. Walk us through what you think needs to be so clear when it comes to a company's organization's AI vision. Yeah, you're exactly right, Daniel. I think a lot of people over the past year, since the emergence of technologies like ChatGPT, have seen it like a shiny new toy to play with, and they've gone headfirst into it. And it's only now, a year later, we're starting to hear terms in the market like machine unlearning. You know, I've fed these AI models of data that maybe I shouldn't have, and they're giving the results that I don't want to give or sharing that data with my competitors. So, you're exactly right. Companies these days have to take a step back and understand what do I really want out of AI for my organization and what are the steps I need to get there. So for a lot of the businesses that we talk to, it's more around setting very clear goals. What do you want to do with AI? Understanding your processes and your data. And we'll talk. We'll probably talk a little bit data, later why data is important. Um, and putting in some rules and governance around that so that people are aligned to how AI is going to be used, they're accountable, and those things are prioritized as the business needs them going forward. Just draw an analogy. I think I saw a lot of this jumping in head first, particularly with the metaverse, with a lot of companies and people didn't know exactly how to navigate. They didn't even understand, I think, what the metaverse represented. So let's not make the same mistakes here. Unfortunately, we do see that unlearning aspect like you just mentioned as well. So obviously that vision has to be first and foremost, and that means leaning and working with the people who know best how to capitalize and utilize yep. AI for that organization. In line with our recent announcements in Singapore, give us your suggestions in terms of how businesses here and the Asia Pacific region can start assessing their existing processes and start establishing maybe that groundwork for their own AI readiness. 
definitely. We see a lot of organizations, they're already on a journey that we've coined as practical AI within Boomi and what that path is. So what that means is many organizations have already invested in digital transformation efforts. So they're all looking at technologies like Boomi for integration and automation, connecting their backend systems together, their data, and automating those processes. And that is the first step for getting your organization ready for AI. Because if you, AI, if you understand your data, you understand how the, that data comes together, then you're going to get a much better outcome from those AI systems because you're not feeding garbage in and thus you're not getting garbage out. Is that possible with a lot of the legacy systems though? It, it is. It, it takes a... Um, I'm trying to think of the word. It, it takes a lot of governance is probably the best word to use because with many organizations, you when you're embarking on AI projects, you don't need to feed them with data from your entire organization. You can start small. You can look for that low-hanging fruit. So what is going to give you those productivity enhancements for your business that would return 15 to 20%, whether it's on time or cost, that's low risk but high return? David, a majority of our business environment in Singapore tends to be small and medium enterprises. And maybe a lot of these SMEs don't have that bulk data set or that bulk um, information to be able to lean on or capitalize. What do you think? Yeah, it, it again, it depends on the use case. With many of the organizations we've been talking to, back to my point, they, they start small. Uh, we, uh, you know, recently I was talking to a small um, a supply chain company, and they were just looking at using fleet management data to understand where their trucks are going, what the fuel usage is, and feeding that data into AI to just understand could they save some money on fuel. Or we were working with another small retailer, which was looking to understand how can they improve their customer retention and how can they personalize the experience online. So by feeding in past history of purchases and other things about the user through AI, using integration or automation, they're able to personalize those experiences. So again, looking for those little facets in your business that are low risk, but high return. I was speaking to a business owner, a local business owner early on and getting her reaction in terms of some of these announcements and whether or not she'd be encouraged to go down the AI path. And she says as a clothing manufacturer and being of small scale, she's worried about whether or not she's got the right talent. Does she need to hire new talent? And there's going to be support measures, obviously, that help with that in terms of those business costs. But I guess my question to you is when it comes to getting the right people, getting the right processes, getting the right platforms to play a role in AI adoption, is it going to be costly? It may or may not. Again, I think one of the things we advocate with our customers is going back to understanding what do you want to do with AI? What are your processes? Do you actually need AI today? Or is it a simple matter of automating those manual processes? So once you understand that, if you do um, move to an AI model, then definitely the sky's the limit, again, as to how far you want to go. Do you want to engage a vendor to take you along that journey? Do you want to engage a partner? Or again, if you're just looking to do something small, um, you know, there's uh, new technologies out there, such as agents that are coming out, which are very specific models um, that are relevant to specific industries. So maybe you can lean on those for your business. 
I think a, an example could be useful. Can you give me an example of some of the small, medium enterprises or companies that you guys have worked with that have found that, okay, maybe I didn't need the full AI acceleration now, but it was more about the automation of the processes? Yes. Uh, well, uh, I take us as an example. So we're using AI within our own product to provide a conversational experience to make it easier to use. But also internally, we're using AI um, to generate uh, answers for questions that come from our customers. So rather than having to look up the documentation and just get that straight answer out of the documentation, we're using AI techniques to augment the documentation of other data that has context to the business problem and provide a clearer response that we can then give to our customer about a part of Boomi they want to know about or if they have a technical support question or whatever it may be. Does that mean we'll see the death of the chatbot? Uh, not necessarily. I think that plays a role in it as well. I, th I think many many people, especially as a lot of technology these days is being democratized across organizations. So they're letting lines of business. So somebody in, a, in HR might be able to build something in a specific technology or in finance or in sales, but IT still provides that level of governance. And a lot of that, especially now with generative AI, is via those types of chatbot or um, other uh, user interfaces as the means of engagement. As companies here start now thinking after this announcement about, okay, how is this going to work for me? Let's talk about what you think are some good recommendations in terms of key elements that can contribute to a successful AI strategy. Let's look at things like that will enhance interaction, enhance employee engagement, and so on. What are the key elements that you really can't stress enough? Yeah, I think for me, it always comes down to three things. So data is always number one. You know, having that um, best-in-class integration automation platform to create the, automate those processes and understand your data to feed those models is key. Then to your point around people, it's balancing democratization. So we want to encourage innovation in different departments within an organization, even if it's just a small SME as well. But we want to be able to have those people outside of IT do that in a secure, compliant and repeatable way that can be governed. And we want to empower them to deliver solutions that are going to move their business forward. And lastly, it's all about responsible AI adoption. So, you know, we have many governance, just like we saw in the budget today in Singapore, investing in these areas, but equally we have regulation coming to the fore as well as to what can and can't be done with AI. So taking that down the level to the business, having that within your own business to understand what data can be fed, what data can be taken out of AI, and just safeguarding that information within your organisation. Will that result in a lot of changes in terms of the job roles of the employees within the organization as they start interacting with AI as a tool for their work? It, it may, yes. I, I often talk about the rise of the prompt engineer. So a prompt engineer is a, a term coined by some of the analyst companies around the people that would be typing in these conversations into a, a chat GPT style of model. And, but it's having that business knowledge and again, leveraging the business context, which is going to get you a better insight out of that model to then go off and action upon for the business. And yes, it may automate just like, you know, over the past 10 years, we've seen integration and automation, automate manual uh, manual processes, but it's the people have business knowledge, which is key, and that elevates them to work on better things to the, for the business to deliver better outcomes. And AI just becomes another tool that helps them on that journey. David, thanks for teeing up my listeners as they start going down the AI revolution. Appreciate your time today.
No problem at all. Thank you very much for having me today. David Irecki is a Director, Solution Consultant for the Asia-Pacific and Japan regions at Boomi AI. I'm Daniel Martin. This has been Tech Talk. Tech Talk.